swords with candle art to spark souls and charge tolls to cross roads and bandits are catacombs and giant doors protect the chest of stores and legendary items with the dragon bones and iron it's horse. a grand theft of elder scrolls simon's quest with toe and earl rock shoes to ever clue keeps the exit gamer news the potus needs some bad dudes to crash crew like bandicoot all shit a game in english control nations Control issues. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, yes, y'all. Yes, y'all. This is Control Issues. I am the AMC. And this is A Dub. You can find us at control issues.com. That dash is a hyphen. Use where applicable. You can also go to your podcast provider, whoever that may be, iTunes, or there's no iTunes anymore. What's that? The Apple's music app? Yeah, uh, I guess it's, it's Apple Podcast now. Stitcher Radio, yeah, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, whatever that. What was that other one? Isn't like India or? Like oh yeah, Hamas. it was like like Himalayan, <laughs> <laughs> Himalayan Radio. <laughs> Check them out too. Google Play, all that. Um, Twitch.tv slash Control Issues Pod. Your boy's been putting up some gameplay stuff that you might want to have a look at. See if you could see yourself walking a mile in my shoes. And then also go to Twitter at my control issues is the handle AMC. How you living? AMC is living well. I am doing great. Um, you know what? It's been a couple weeks since they've been airing British Bake Off or British Baking Show. So I've been getting knee deep into that. that is oh, the new season? Ass. Yeah, the new. I think it's, I don't even know where they're at. I think it's season eight, but I feel like yeah. that show has been airing for decades in england so who knows how they're really counting that shit <laughs> so who who are the who are the hosts now it's paul hollywood still and then oh, uh, <laughs> they got rid of the i was gonna say the older lady but they're both pretty old um i think prue was the original and now they have another no, one mary like barry was the original okay so then it's prue now the homie prue uh, okay so prue's still there so yeah. and, did it, and then who are the like the comic relief I don't know their names, but it's the they kept the dude with the black hair, and then they have a oh, new he's guy. Back. He's still there. I love uh, him. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> and then they brought in the uh, a new comedian who's hilarious. I absolutely love him. He's a uh, like bald dude, bald little tubby. He's great. Joe Rogan. <laughs> yes, <laughs> exactly. He's just talking about <laughs> MMA and Kim Charles. <laughs> uh, he's gonna show up at my house. We <laughs> 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 call him Tubby. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh, um, yeah. So that's yeah. been killing it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy to see it back. I was like curious, especially with like COVID and everything. That's obviously fucked up production for a lot of shows. And this being a show that deals with, you know, Paul Hollywood uh, giving people handshakes when they do well. You got, you got people's hands in your food. <laughs> so yeah, you just, everybody hands. <laughs> yeah, you got, oh yeah, so many cooks in the kitchen. So yeah, like it's one of those you shows sharing like, plates with <laughs> with Prue. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And yeah. And, 
it's not like the hosts are all young people. So, I mean, you got to be like a show like that. You worry how that production is going to be affected, but apparently they figured as the world has figured out bubbles work as it's worked with the NBA and hockey. And so, yeah, they decided to do a British baking bubble. They got a baking bubble. They got got a bacon, making bacon bubbles. (laughs) 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 Yeah. So, um, I mean, the show's killing it. It's great. The new contestants are awesome. And I mean, it's, it's the formula. They got the same thing. Bread week, like, like cake week. They do all that oh, good stuff and, oh. it's, and it's always awesome. And so, yeah, it's a, it's a good, um, it's nice in a, in a year where things seem to be constantly changing. It's nice to get a little normalcy and in, in where you can find it. And so I'm finding that right now on Netflix with British baking show. Yeah. I need to yourself? watch it. Yeah. How about yourself? A dub? How you been? Huh? Chilling, man. Sticking with the reading, staying daily on Inktober. Uh, I think I, didn't do anything this the past weekend. So that put me a couple of days behind, but I've been staying consistent since then. I'm going to try to catch up today. I submitted day eight and the prompt for that was teeth. So I got to, you know, spend a long time working on teeth. It's something that I never even started with, but I had some tips that were just lingering in my mind and I was able to put that stuff together really well, ended up with some some good images. So, you know, improving. That's what Inktober is all about. Personal improvement, challenging yourself, getting out of your comfort zone, maybe discovering new ways to come up with ideas or discovering that you're good at something that maybe you didn't think you were. It's going well. Working out, weight is steadily climbing down because your boy been on that jump roping pretty steady and doing like 15 minutes Monday through Friday on top of lifting, you know, doing some light leg work. Yeah. So getting my body under control, keeping it steady with that workout. You getting, uh, you getting fancy with the jump roping. You may weather in there. No, I want to build up my endurance. Yeah. I think, uh, on Friday night when I did it, it was the fewest number of breaks and I did like the longest, sessions of it just like several minutes at a time take like a 45 second break and then go for seven minutes i think i took like three breaks in the whole time so that's good, that's good. Yeah. not hurting my leg <laughs> don't feel like my knee's gonna snap or my calf's gonna detach yeah so that's good you know getting all that all that old body out <laughs> Yeah, it's awesome. Like, there's so much that goes into jump roping. That's why I love it because it's just like one, it's a rhythm thing. Then you got like the cardio aspect of it. You could you could do speed. You can just do steady. Like, it's a it's one of those things that seems very simple, and yet it's uh it's definitely not like especially when you see other people do it. It's not something that is easily just picked up. <laughs> yeah, man, got to get your pacing right. You gotta gotta keep them wrists going. Yeah, full body workout. Love it. How about gaming wise, A Dub? What you been playing? Well, man, been sticking with the spooky game for spooky season. October, it's here. It's real. Uh, playing Darkwood, I'm beginning to understand more of what that game's asking for me. So I've been able to accumulate more resources. You know, improve improve my hideout a bit, improve my crafting ability. So I. I went from having a board with nails in it to now I have a shovel and I'm starting to, yeah, I have the resources necessary to make, to make some low grade armor. 
So that's what my next goal is. I found a second hideout and I was about to start a company move and go back to the old hideout, get all my stuff out of storage and move it to the new hideout. And I think there might be something to that because when night fell and I got to the old hideout, it was like just this red and black energy swarms <laughs> penetrated the house and like chased me out of the home, but I couldn't stop them. I couldn't do anything to them and they just tore me up. Were so, you able to get your, get your inventory or no? Uh, no, because I got there and they just tore my ass up. So, oh, yeah. And what's going on is right next to my health bar, when I started this run, I had four of these skull tokens. I got my ass whooped by what looks like a just a dire wolf in the new area. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that whooped my ass. Like I couldn't I couldn't bring the shovel around fast enough to get a clean hit on it. Like every it's the shovel is powerful, but it's a slow weapon to prime and swing. If I so, remember right, like it's one of those, is it a game like where you had to, you're holding it cocked back and you got to release it at the right time? Like you got to hold one button to cock it back yeah. and it's only when it's cocked back that you can swing with it. Yeah. So you can't just like button mash. Basically. Exactly. It, and it burns stamina. You have stamina. So <laughs> yeah, I did that. And it was just, it was attacking between my, my cock back and my swing. So that happened. I managed to get back to my body, recover my resources, started the company move, night fell, and then those energy swarms just came through the house. Didn't matter, <laughs> Didn't matter that I had the windows boarded up, all the exits blocked off, traps <laughs> set in front of like doors and stuff. They yeah. just they came in, they got me. That was that. And now my character woke up in the new hideout. And what I'm thinking happened is that what goes on with the hideouts is they have an oven and you need to light the oven, which makes it produce this, this like aroma that keeps the evil out of the hideout. You'll still get the occasional, like, uh, what is it? A savage that might find a way into the house and come and try to hit you. Or there's like the thing, the person that turns into the flock of birds, whatever the fuck they're about. But I think what happened is when I turned the light on in the oven in the new hideout, it might have turned off the light in the oven at the old hideout. And that's probably why those energy swarms, which I had never seen in my life, just completely destroyed me. Interesting. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the old hideout, get my stuff, cut the light on <laughs> in the oven, and then I should be able to survive the night there finish the company move, cut the, cut the light on in the oven at the new hideout and proceed from there. Uh, another thing that's been a real help for me is that I finally understood what it means. Like every, every successful night that you endure, the following morning a merchant appears inside of your home and you get 100 reputation. What I thought was based on, you know, strategy, tactical RPGs like Wasteland and things like that is like, okay, I'm increasing my reputation. That means I'm going to get better prices, better exchanges. But basically, reputation with the vendors is your currency with them. So it in the game, it had been a rough seven days. 
And I had no idea. So I finally talked to the guy. I see my balance at the top. And I'm like, oh, I was supposed to be using that to get resources that I can't find in the world and, you know, advance quicker earlier on. It's even so, banking reputation. Basically. Nice. So I bought a bunch of stuff. I made my shovel, upgraded my workbench, made made a couple lanterns. I got a gang of gas because <laughs> you, you need gas in order to fill your generator. Your generator powers your lights. Your lights help keep evil away from you. That's why you make lanterns. That's why you make torches. That's why you have flares and that kind of stuff. It's got a, a little Alan Wakey, it, only in the sense that you use light to expose the threats and to bring them down to your level a little bit. But mm-hmm. other than I mean, it's just it's an awesome game, man. I, I made Sounds it to like this. It. Yeah. Yeah. I made it through the, the second place is near a forest. I made it through there, got the door codes. Now I have full access to all that. Got, you know, overcame all the challenges that were in there. It threw some new stuff at me. Got the new hideout now made it to the person I was supposed to get to, which is part of a quest or part of the story arc. And now they've given me the next portion of what I need to do. So I'm understanding better, like what, what the path through the game is. So once I get, if I end up dying and once I have to restart, at least I'll be able to get back to that point quicker and more efficiently. So, you know, I'm enjoying that put on some Rebel Galaxy Outlaw. I feel like I've taken enough time away from that to begin to enjoy it again and push through uh, maybe one or two story missions. So you guys can check that out on twitch.tv slash control issues pod. Uh, other than that, just enjoying myself following all this, all this news, but AMC, what have you been playing? Oh yes. AMC has, I put in some work. And I put it down. I uh, played some Ghost of that Ghost of Tsushima. Yes. Um, as I said, I've been <laughs> at this point. I was focused on getting through all the uh, side quest stuff. So any of the random like events that you run into. This is purely quests, not like fox dens and shrines. Like at this point, I'm only doing storyline stuff. So um, push through all the homie stuff. So finish their stories. Then I, um, any random encounters that involved like, Hey, you need to go and talk to this guy. I went and talked to those dudes, did their stories. And then, um, once I got done with all that, started pushing the main quests. And yeah, as you had mentioned, third act, it's kind of like, I mean, it is, it's a third act, but it's kind of like a, a second act in a way, because like there's, there's not too many, uh, mainline quests once you get into that final area. And, um, yeah, so push through that, um, you know, handle some business without getting into too much detail though, a dub, uh, because it is a major spoiler. If there is any type of spoiler in this game, there's one major spoiler. All I want to know is when it, when it, when it came time and you had your choice, did you do it? My surprise you, AMC. <laughs> I did not. I did not as well. <laughs> <laughs> So do you know if um, any by any chance that if you decided to do it, if that would have affected the ending of the game? I don't think so. I haven't heard anybody say anything to that degree. So, okay. you know, I'm not going to yeah. I'm going to stress over it. Maybe do something different in my new game. Plus, <laughs> what was the um, the reason behind your decision to not do it? Because I, I feel like it would have gone back 
it, it basically would have been a step backwards from the narrative, the whole journey. Yeah. The narrative, the whole journey that Jen had undergone. It just, and it would have been like that one thing that would have been hanging over your head. Like I'm, I'm stepping away from the code, but then I obeyed the code. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's like the whole game to up until that point, he's basically like, I'm trying to, I'm writing my own story. Like mm-hmm. you're the you're the one that's a slave of like lineage and all that stuff, whereas I'm I'm doing me I'm doing what's necessary, and so to then change like to go against that it would just I don't know like it would be going it would have it would have betrayed the character to me yeah because he's been so convicted up until this point like he's just been like ah uh, this is this is how I want to do things and I feel like I'm right and so it just wouldn't have made sense to suddenly go against that <laughs> yeah glad we're of the same accord there yeah <laughs> <laughs> which you know, is amazing yeah because like i know sometimes it's like i even felt like to do it would have been the um i don't know if there's like a, a paragon and renegade option that would have been maybe the more paragon option mm-hmm. but i had narratively it just made more sense to go with the now I'm gonna do me and fuck all that bullshit. <laughs> nah, you, you gonna live with the legend of the ghost? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. That was uh, but yeah. As I said to you, uh, in texting as we um, as I finished it, and you asked for my thoughts, like I thought it was a perfect ending. Um, having it go one way and then throwing in that last minute thing, I felt like was the perfect wrap up, especially in what was seemingly a short act. Um, I felt like they closed the overall story though really well. And so, yeah, I was, I was very happy with the way things played out. And um, one of the better like gaming, like climaxes to a video game. I know uh, people always talk about like, it's easy to start something, but then to finish a story, it's really hard for creators to come up with a, a smooth landing. And I felt like this was the perfect landing for what can then move on to the next game and the possibilities with that. In so many ways, because that final confrontation yeah. <laughs> was something else. Like I, the first time I played it, I didn't even realize I was fighting a boss. I was just like, <laughs> "Damn!" Now they're bringing out the real enemies. <laughs> like this motherfucker is amazing, right? Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I got my ass handed a couple of times. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, this is the last dude. I gotta, I gotta yeah. do some special stuff." So was it was it a lot faster for you since you were playing on lethal or was it still like a pretty back and forth fight? Uh, it was very back and forth and with some running around on my part, which was good. Like I like that kind of balance. Yeah. Lethal kind of took that balance out of the game. I can't even imagine what it would have been like on just hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. I uh, probably would have been hacking on that dude. <laughs> yeah it was, there's a, it was a lot of surviving and I, i'll tell you like it was, it was a lot of running as you as you said yeah. <laughs> one of the moves i actually started to incorporate more as i played the game was the uh the the sprint and then shoulder charge to knock people off their balance <laughs> ah, i never used it yeah I, I actually love that one that, that was actually really good against the um especially against like a sword and shield style dude the, oh you um, can break their cover like that yeah, yeah, exactly. I knock them off balance, so it was good for that. Um, it didn't not as useful, I guess, against the um, like the the spear pikeman style dudes, just because of their range. Oh, yeah, they are the most annoying enemies in that game. 
Oh yeah. Once, once I got the, uh, the upgrade that kind of did the auto block that like definitely at least leveled the playing field a little bit when it came to group combat and just throwing in like one or two of those spear guys. <laughs> yeah. Cause then you have, you had that long window where you could get a deflect on the spears. They throw that out of nowhere. Ah, uh, yeah. It's a, uh, and it's, it's not an easy read either animation wise. <laughs> and they chase you with it. And they slide and like jutted forward. You're not running away from that spear. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that it's jump a, kick in. Yeah, it's a, it's awesome. I'm I'm now, if anything, the way it ended, I'm more excited to see how the second game plays. Because I mean, at this point, you're kind of like Batman. <laughs> so, like I, I'm curious to see what that is. I never I never read the uh, what was it that the manga or the an- the Batman anime, but I, I have a feeling it, it's something like this. <laughs> Well, you you figure with the way things are set up, with the way things are set up toward the end, I imagine that they're probably going to send Ninja after you. Oh, yes. That would be interesting. <laughs> so then you're fighting against people who also know your tactics. Yes. So you got so you to get better at it. Yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. Like, um, you, like you walk into a derelict building. And you're looking around, you're picking stuff up. Then you just happen to catch out of the corner of your eye. There's like four ninja in the rafters. <laughs> yes. A kunai just like flies by your head. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah. Uh, I, I really hope they just go all out for Ghost of Tsushima too. Yeah. Where, um, where, where would you, like, if you were rating it one to 10, where'd you have it? Like after the full experience was completed? A solid nine. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah solid unquestionable like unqualified nine yeah exactly uh hit all i hit everything i wanted in a samurai game and then some with the the ghost elements added and just just really like diving into like that lore and i guess the culture was um I, i felt like they did a great job of like translating that experience to the gamer and yeah story wise loved every bit of it um there were there there were definitely like some down points, but then once I decided I'm gonna skip over certain aspects of the game, that like that's what like it, it made it a more fluid process as far as like pushing narrative, and um, yeah, I would say overall just an incredible game. So I, I completely agree. I, I have it right at a nine. And you think you're going back for the platinum? I mean, there's some stuff story wise that will. There's a couple things, I guess, in the story that we'll be talking about that would have me consider going back for the Platinum. And even this is the type of game, like, just thinking about games that I would want to, uh, I guess, um, go back and play on the PS5. This is, like, a leader in that case because I do want to see how this game will look on the PS5. There, there's enough, like, I'm playing on a base PS4, so there is... Um, there are definitely like moments where there's like uh, just black screens, which you said you experienced even on a PS pro mm-hmm. and then just certain AI things with like the bird and whatnot, like, um, like getting stuck on like, a wall. <laughs> like, I'm curious if like the, the better hardware will have, I guess those kind of uh, physics, I guess like ironed out a little bit better. <laughs> I wouldn't get my hopes up for some of that stuff, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there might be some things you can get your hopes up for in our first topic of the week top topic of the week yeah this topic it's got a couple layers to it but we'll start off with where you left off uh it was revealed by sony that ghost of tsushima will see some performance gains when you run it on the ps5 specifically running the game in boost mode will get you up to 60 frames per second 
So if you really wanted just that fluid, top-notch next-gen experience, it looks like you're going to get that. Uh, the tweet from the Ghost of Tsushima account on Twitter says, Ghost of Tsushima will be playable on PS5 on day one via backwards compatibility, and you'll be able to transfer your save from PS4 to pick up where you left off. PS5 owners playing with Game Boost will see an extra option to allow frame rates up to 60 frames per second. And while loading speeds on the PS4 are already great, just wait until you see them on PS5. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so we're getting faster loading. We're getting more frames. Sounds awesome. Sounds like an excellent time to experience Ghost of Tsushima for the first time. However, if you're somebody who's already played through it, like both of us, A-Dub, AMC here, control issues, you may need a little more incentive to go back and Sucker Punch has got you because the Legends co-op mode is coming out this week. Yes. <laughs> Most specifically reporting from IGN, Adam Bankhurst says that Ghost of Tsushima Legends, the free co-op mode for Sucker Punch's latest game, will be out on PlayStation 4 on October 16th, 2020. Mm. So we'll get that in a few days. Right around the corner, yeah. <laughs> and since we both beat in the game, we can both hop in on that co-op, show off our moves, are you going to be, gonna be the assassin? I, I saw like they have different uh, classes. So that's interesting to see. What so the way that works is that they have different classes. However, you have to unlock the other three. Okay. So everybody's going to be the same class to start. Something in that degree. I mean, they released some deets about what's going on, including their version 1.1 update, where they're adding a few little things for returning customers to make the experience feel fresh. Yeah, um, I felt like one of them is one that like I had mentioned and people online had said that they wanted to keep going. Yes. Uh, they're bringing some improvements to the single player, which includes a new game plus with additional trophies and a ghost flower merchant. It's also going to have armor loadouts. Yes. And a, <laughs> a playtime indicator, new options for photo mode. You're getting a new horse with red hair. <laughs> I think you're getting that that new game plus saddle. Yeah, the uh, the loadouts. That was the one. Um, I was definitely one of those people that when I was traveling, I wore that traveler outfit. Uh, even just in town, I would put on the traveler outfit just to know if there's an item that I could find. Because uh, I love reading those uh, the scrolls and just seeing the Mongolian artifacts. Um, so, uh, and then on top of that, then having different armor sets, um, by the end of the game, I was running with that Sakai clan armor, um, with your deer horns. Yes, sir. That's um, my favorite helmet. Yeah. Um, so because of that, uh, actually I ran with a bandana, but yeah, I think I ran what? with like the horns for a little bit. Um, so yeah, having different armor loadouts would be a huge like addition. So I'm glad like we're getting those quality of life things that it shows they were listening to the community and they're like yep you, you people are enjoying these and you actually want to be able to utilize all of them so let's make it a little easier for you so that's that's the biggest one for me as far as quality of life updates yeah that is a big deal a, a lot of my choices in the game were due to a lack of armor loadouts because going into the the gear screen and switching between items, like it was just, it took so long for certain things to load in there. So I'm hoping that running the game on a PS5 is also going to 
affect that in a positive way. But yeah, loadout's gonna be dope. I I mostly just stuck with one outfit because it was just such a hassle to change at any given moment. Like I wanted to do the traveler thing, but then I wanted combat benefits. So I went with the Ronin outfit and then there was a mission that soured my opinion on that whole group. So I went with another outfit. Yeah, that was that was me. Cause like that Ronin outfit's like the one that I feel like I'm it's most common that I've seen in like a lot of like samurai movies. So it's like, oh, I want that Ronin. But then then I was like, I can't be looking like them though, <laughs> like out in the world. Like like it's it's bad enough that they gave you um like semi-spoiler stuff, but um some armor that is of the Mongols, but like then like to have like the Ronin, which is also questionable because you know they out here trying to get you at some point. Like it was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm I'm not down with the with yeah. the okie doke on that level. <laughs> so yeah, it's dope. But uh, the, to go in a little more detail, uh, talking about the new game plus all techniques, gear, and vanity items previously obtained will carry over, and difficulty will be increased to provide more challenge. But it can be adjusted in the menu if it proves too much. Uh, players will also be treated to a new game plus horse that features a vibrant red mane and a unique saddle. New charms will also be available alongside upgrades for Jin's sword, bow, and armor. Uh, there's also now going to be a new resource as well as a merchant where you can spend it, the ghost flower, which can be used to barter with the ghost flower merchant, will appear in Ariake in New Game Plus and will accept, and they'll, they'll take the new ghost flowers. You know, these are obtained by completing a tailor activity and already one that you already have the reward for. So giving you a little extra incentive to play things all over again. Ghost flowers can be exchanged for charms, new armor dies and other vanity gear only found in New Game Plus. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah, as you're saying, that's that's one of the reasons why I would totally consider coming back to Ghost of Tsushima. But in the next topic of the week, Hot topic of the week, you know, you could you could stay on this a dub. This is we'll just call this the Sony corner. So, uh, what you got as far as trophies going? A dub. Sony corner <laughs> with your man a dub. <laughs> yeah. So, in the run up to PS Five, Sony is introducing new changes all over the PlayStation ecosystem. This time, coming in the way of the trophy system. Specifically, what they're talking about is that they've redone the calculation to determine our trophy levels, which means that if you've turned on your PlayStation in the past few days, you may have noticed that you got quite a significant bump in your trophy level. Uh, Me and AMC were around the teens and suddenly jumped to the 200s. The 100s. Yeah, so the trophy leveling scale has been changed to whatever the hell it was before. It looks like it's 1 to 100, and it's now 1 to 999. (laughs) (laughs) In addition to that, uh, PS5 is going to be getting some updated icons, which Sony has played prominently on their PlayStation.blog. Oh, what's going on? It's getting a little... It's getting a little Overwatchy, a little Call of Duty going on here, where now you have certain trophy levels that correspond to a certain icon. So as some of you already know, 
the icon on the PlayStation 4 is just a gold star with a little little black trophy on it. For PS5, we're getting a whole range of trophy icons. It looks like 10 in total, three bronzes, three silvers, three golds, and that coveted platinum trophy icon when you hit $9.99. Uh, specifically, there are three different tiers in each one. Uh, for the bronze levels, you know, one through 99 is a little basic bronze. 100 to 199 is a, it's got a little border on it. 200 to 299, it's got wings on it. And all the levels go in increments 100, all the different icons go just like that until you get up to the platinum, which is its own unique trophy. Uh, currently, a dub sitting at level 286. So I got that winged bronze. Looking forward to getting that basic silver pretty soon. Um, AMC, how do you feel about these changes? I think they're awesome. Um, as I mentioned to you, we're big Diablo, Diablo 3 fans. And uh, mm -hmm. one of the big things is in the Reaper of Souls update, uh, I guess one of the one of the things they did to make the game that felt very similar play completely different is the leveling system was completely revamped and there was like a point where we'd play for an entire day to just level up once if that maybe get a legendary <laughs> and then out of nowhere then it's like i played for 10 minutes and i leveled up 50 times <laughs> and like uh, yeah. the reaper of souls came out and so they they figured out a way to give you a more consistent reward um so it doesn't feel like you're just grinding for very small upgrades um and so with that like deciding to do that with the trophy system i think is a, a great addition because i had you know, i think you said you were around 16 or on 16 and i was on 13 and even on 13 um i just felt like i wasn't making any progress so i eventually i just even kind of stopped paying attention like i would look at what trophies i got more recently but i wasn't really paying attention to anybody else's trophy levels at that point but yeah, now the trophy that, levels were basically meaningless exactly and so now that like that they've done this and then also put a greater emphasis on the platinums um i think you'll see there's a there's more incentive for people to do a little more trophy hunting i know uh one of the things that it's still sitting in rumor territory because i had heard that it was posted initially and then taken down at least on some site but uh there was even going to be i guess an option where you could see how close you are to achieving like certain trophies. This is something that was already available, I believe on uh, in, in the Microsoft in the Xbox ecosystem for their online mm -hmm. achievements. Um, I guess this was coming over to Sony and then um, I guess they took it off. So we'll see if that ends up becoming a thing or not, but yeah, I like that they're leaning into that segment of the community that does um, enjoy um, getting trophies, platinum in games and having that, I guess that, that mantle um so and yeah speaking I, of platinuming oh yes sir in saying? the in the adjustments to the formula they've also increased the weight of platinum trophies so you're going to see some some pretty big boosts from those uh i was playing after the update finally went through i think i unlocked a bronze trophy and my level jumped like six percent so i went from like 10 to 16 so it seems like we're definitely going to be making significant progress as we're accumulating more trophies, especially once we move into next gen. And yeah, like you said, it, it absolutely incentivizes trophy hunting because the first thing I thought to myself was like, all right, maybe I should go back and knock out some easy platinums and get myself in this, the silver tiers 
get out of this bronze tier. <laughs> get out <laughs> <Yeah>. the gray. <laughs> get out the gray. Exactly. Get out that gray. Um, yeah, I think it's great. It's a great addition. Um, they needed to do something a little different. I feel I feel like Sony, if they've done one good thing, and maybe they weren't starting from a great place, but um they found a way to um update and I guess make their online experience a little more like friendly and exciting as to where it was on definitely the PS3 days. <laughs> and so the, these little additions and um, tweaks, I think are, are welcome to the community of loyal online PS plus owners and just, you know, like PlayStation fans that have been playing for years and want to see like how far, like it's just great sometimes when you're going through your catalog and you see the games that you played on PS3 and then PS4 and now eventually PS5. And so you just have that entire history following you. So yeah, this is just another thing to add to that. It's like looking at the marks on the bathroom door as you've grown over the years. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Sticking in the Sony uh, category, um, just because this is the Sony segment, uh, there was also a release by Sony. This was called the uh, PS5 Teardown. Oh yes. Um, I mean, I didn't. I didn't. I just took like some notes. I didn't really write down everything because it literally was the guy walking through each of the features. And what's nice is like this was a first look as far as I know. People have like talked about well we've seen what the model looks like, but we haven't really seen the PlayStation. We've seen like, just like a picture of it. But Show actually, me the back. <laughs> yeah. Like I want to see somebody hold it. I want to see like, I want to see the scale. We know that it's supposed to be huge, but we haven't really seen it compared to something else. And so it's like one of those things like where you're looking at basketball players on the court and they all look around the same size. So then nobody looks freakishly <laughs> large. Until yeah. you, and then you see them in, in, out in the wild and you're like, holy shit, like that guy is six, eight. And I am, you can see inside of all their noses. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so uh, like you, you finally get to see um, the PlayStation uh, one next to a human being because that's all you need for the scale of that to know how large this thing is. And it was giving the human being a run for his money. Yeah, like, uh, I showed it to Marissa and I was like, this thing is as big as that guy's torso. Yeah. <laughs> and he was he was sitting up straight. <laughs> like if he hunched a little bit, uh, who knows? That thing would have been up to his like face. Um, but- it would have cast a shadow on him. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it, it was awesome to see it. And then uh, he proceeded to take it apart. And I don't know, uh, maybe you can um, put me up on game. Have they done this in the past where like they just take apart their console for everybody to see? Or is this kind of a new thing? I don't think that I don't think they've ever done it themselves. I yeah. think that that's been done by like I fix it and digital foundry and places like that. Yeah, who have you know made their bread and butter on taking things apart and telling you how it's working under the hood? Yeah, so up until now, especially with the uh, PS4, I've actually watched those videos, but it's always like some Joker who's like telling you. Uh, for me, it was I had that whole eject issue where like all of a sudden, it, even if there's not a disc in my playstation it just starts trying to eject and it starts beeping it's so, just dry even yeah and so <laughs> i had to like oh i had to learn how to open it up and then which screw to tighten and all that shit to fix it and it, it, it occurs like every couple of weeks if not every couple of months but um still? yeah yeah still it's still to this day till this day um and so yeah uh the seeing sony actually do it was a nice like change just because I don't know. It was just a dude who was taking it very like 
taking it very seriously. He wasn't trying to sell you on his channel or any of that stuff. It was just mm-hmm. like, hey, let's let's show you what this looks like. And I like some of the explanations. Let's uh, get up in them guts. Get in them guts. Uh, <laughs> did you did you have any thoughts? I mean, obviously, the thing that people were pointing out immediately was uh, the you get you get a screwdriver because you're gonna need a screwdriver with this console. <laughs> you might not. Uh, <laughs> If well, you wanna, oh, if you want to get in there and like get in there, but if you want to get, well, if you just want to do the vertical stand, you only need like a fingernail or a coin. Yeah, if you don't want to though, then you you're gonna have to get in there and, and remove a screw and all that stuff uh, to put it on its side. I mean, uh, the one thing that stood out immediately was just how easily the shell could be removed because that was just a matter of like lifting and moving. Yeah, um, it was it was interesting. Uh, like I, I, I'm one of those people. It's not a big issue for me. Like if anything, to get more up close and personal with the console is kind of a nice thing. Um, I know, like people joked around. Um, there was, I guess now, like it's you got to dunk on each other. So it's like one of those things. Like I guess uh, in the PS3 thing, it was like this is how. Oh no, the PS4 when it releases, like these are how people share games on Sony as opposed to Xbox. And mm-hmm. so then people were releasing videos like this is how you put an Xbox on its side in comparison to a PS five. Yeah. And, and I think there's even like some other stuff with the, uh, with the, uh, the storage too. You have to unscrew a plate to put in the storage. Whereas mm-hmm. on the PS five on the Xbox series X, there's just a thing for you to just plug in uh, storage. Um, so there's like, there's just certain plug it in the back. It's yeah, better. <laughs> yeah. Just plug it in the back. So like one of the things that people were pointing out is um, that there is um you will have to like unscrew things if you want to get in there and get in them guts. Um, for me, not a big deal. It's just one of those things that I was like, oh, okay, that's um, it's not just a, I can just clip this off, put it to the side. Like it's, it's a thing. Um, yeah. So that was, that was, that was pretty cool to see um, anything else that you have to comment on with that. Well, it's, it always amazes me. Like when you really break things down, how very little of it is the system itself. And I think the entire PS5 was just on that one, that one circuit board. And then everything else was cooling and power. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's for me, that, that was, it's a good thing to hear. I want to see it in person now. Um, I know with the, uh, with my PS4, as I mentioned, I had that eject issue, but um, the main thing with that was um, it, it was when I played Ghost of Tsushima, that thing was like an, a plane engine I, I like i play with headphones so it doesn't bother me with the headphones but i couldn't play that game without headphones or i'd have to turn the tv all the way up because it was louder than the, the sound of the game because it's already a very i guess subtle very calm not a lot of um loud noises in ghost of tsushima yeah, so um, you're picking up all the ambient noise in your own environment yeah so it's, I'm, I'm getting like white noise over a lot of the game if i wasn't using headphones so um hearing all that stuff about like um better ways to like like the air ducts and the what i do like is they have an area that you can just straight up just vacuum out the dust so it's like a, it's um yeah certain focal points of removing dust from the console and things like that so it's um hopefully all that stuff leads to uh a quieter console yeah. 
It's got a massive double-sided fan. <laughs> it takes yeah. up a whole corner of the console. It's got a heat sink that's like two times the size of an Xbox Series S. <laughs> yeah. I think it's massive. It looks like it's beautifully engineered, too. Like it's got the, the exhaust pipe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Get that uh, Flowmaster on your PS5. And even like they're saying, I guess, like even the metal or whatever that goes into the, um, if you decide to get the, with the uh, hard drive, with the disc in there, um, things to make that quieter as well on top of it. Oh um, yeah. It's got, it's got a insulation. Yeah. <laughs> Absorbing the vibrations. You got the, you got the liquid metal to keep your circuits all cool and shit. Yeah. So it seems like everything was put into trying to keep this thing as quiet as possible or keep it as cool as possible and thus keep it as quiet as possible. Yes. So I, I hope that does translate to the uh, actual experience, but I mean, regardless, I play headphones, so it's not that big of a deal. It's more of a, if I wanted to play without it and say like Marissa wanted to watch the game and listen at the same time. Yes. Um, but yeah, it was yeah, nice. Man, it's looking great. And speaking of headphones, actually the Sony released another info blast that you know people have been begging for dying for where they stated that when it comes to headphones the compatibility is just whatever you could plug into the headphone jack on the controller or whatever you could plug in with the usb so it's looking like bluetooth headphones may not be supported which is kind of a thing already with the ps4 um because i i have these uh like uh, just my regular earbuds I use with my phone. I tried to connect those to the PS4 and it just, they weren't compatible. And I went online and they were saying like, you know, it was like the usual stuff, but people were just like, oh, it's only Sony proprietary headsets really work <laughs> with the Bluetooth on the PS4. So you got to get those, was it the golds? <laughs> it's a conspiracy. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it looks like it's going to be a continuation of that, which is, I mean, whatever. I, I have my Bose headphones that I plug into that's what i use on my ps4 to plug into the controller anyways but it's um i guess a little unfortunate but it's more of the same so it's not that big of a deal yeah it is um yeah so let's keep it going uh with uh more ps5 news uh people have been talking about backwards compatibility that's all they care they about shut up about it i mean yeah we had gotten that news update uh weeks ago that pretty much 99% of PS4 games would work on the PS5. Mm -hmm. um, and so people are like, well, what's that 1%? Is that everything that I care about? <laughs> like, <laughs> what's the 99%? Is that all the games? Is it just the games that they've tested so far? Is that all the indie trash? <laughs> what's the 1%? Yeah, so we got uh, we got that dump. So now we, we got all that explained. So they actually even put out a list of ps4 games that are only playable on the ps4 so we can run through those real quick um well we got dwr dwvr 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 afro samurai 2 revenge of kuma volume 1 tt isle of man ride on the edge 2 <laughs> um just deal with it oh man Shadow Complex Remastered. Uh, this is the one game I do own on this list. The one game anyone probably owns on them. Yeah. Um, one of the two, I should say. Hopefully we will see this come over just because it is a game that um, I believe it was, it was like a 360 exclusive and then got ported for the PS4. So, um, and just a great Metroidvania style game. Uh, and so, yeah, it'd be nice to see this game come over, but I mean, whatever. Uh, Robinson, the journey, we sing 
Hitman Go Definitive Edition. The second game that people might have. Yeah. I wonder why, like, Lara Croft and then all those other games are fine, but not Hitman. Um, Shadwind, Shadwind, and then Joe's Diner. <laughs> um, oh, man, Joe's Diner. I'm not Joe's Diner. <laughs> That's just why. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's keep it going. Uh, see, so they just have questions and answers. So our games for PSVR backwards compatible. Yes, PSVR games are included among the thousands of PS4 games that are playable on PS5. Now, here's the catch. Please note that playing PSVR games on a PS5 console requires a PSVR headset. Well, duh. DualShock 4 controller. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Uh, PlayStation Move controllers, which is, I guess, a given. PS camera for the PS4. So that's something of note, which are sold separately from the PS5 console. Also, the PS5 HD camera is not compatible with PSVR on PS5. What? You'll need to use the PS camera for PS4 and the PS camera adapter, no purchase required. So I guess it comes with it uh, to use PSVR on the PS5. So basically just noting that it's going to be using that PS4 ps4 camera if you decide to get a psvr headset on the ps5 which um i don't know speculation there there have been like talks about like um uh patents uh, or copyrights that sony has taken out on um vr uh i guess tech and the possible like I'm not sure if they said um, wireless vr but something along those lines so maybe this is a sign that um when they come out with a new headset, it's going to be completely different. And so that's why they're kind of locking the current PSVR headset to the PS4, um, I guess, uh, wiring. Uh, let's stay on, let's stay with this. Uh, what about PS4 games on PS now and PS plus? This is one that I thought was um, interesting because you, everybody just, if you're a PS plus member, you have all these games in your library. Are they going to transfer? Uh, and Sony answers backwards compatible PS4 games included in PS plus and PS now will run on PS5. So all those games from your library should transfer over. Even if you didn't buy them, you just mark them. Um, from all those PS4 releases, free releases. Let's see, next question. How does PS4 game transfers and game saves work between the two consoles? Uh, All right, let's get into this. This is actually interesting. You can transfer digital games, game data, game saves from a PS4 console to a PS5 console using LAN cables or by connecting wirelessly Wi-Fi. If you've already stored PS4 games and game data in the external USB storage device connected to your PS4, you can bring them over to the PS5 with that external USB storage device. And if you are a PS Plus member, which you and I are, you can also sync PS4 game saves on PS5 through cloud storage, which is awesome. Uh, let's see. Please note. Please note that the ability to transfer game saves between a PS4 version and PS5 version of the same game is a developer decision, and will vary title by title for cross-generational games. So this is basically Sony saying, "Don't get mad at us if not all your saves transfer. Put it on the developer. Unless it's a first-party game, then you can get mad at us." <laughs> So that's interesting. Uh, the only game that I know first party wise that people were talking about where the saves weren't transferring and I guess it's technically two different games, but it's the same game is the, um, as far as I know, 
your Spider-Man saves, this not counting Miles Morales, Spider-Man proper, uh, those saves will not transfer over to the Spider-Man remastered version of the game. What? So yeah, so well, yeah. I mean, they're two different games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you got Tom Holland, so your saves can't work anymore. Um, yeah, so that's all I got there with backwards compatibility, A-Dub. Uh, do you have any comments on all of that information? Uh, that's awesome. Uh, you mentioned the part about the hard drive, the external hard drives, right? Yes. Yeah, so that's by far the best thing. I can just unplug my PS4 hard drive and stick it right in the PS5, and it's good to go. I don't have to format it. don't have to re-download everything. So all I really have to worry about is getting the information that's on my console hard drive to a PS5, which is a painless process because there's barely nothing there anyway. Uh, it's they didn't go into detail here, um, or I, I guess I didn't pull that part, but I did hear about, so the way it'll work exactly on the PS5, once you load it up, so say you have like all your games you bought, you download it digitally, well, then you just go on and they'll be there in your library and then you can just download them. And say you bought all your games on disc, well, uh, you put in your PS4 disc and there'll be an option for update and then you can download, I guess, the PS5 version of that game, uh, assuming that, um, you know, it's not locked behind a paywall or something along those lines. So it's, it'll all be right there for you. I know people are saying we haven't seen the actual user interface as of yet, but as they lay it out, you're at least able to paint the picture of how it's going to at least play out. Um, so all oh, that's interesting. I'm uh, I'm glad, uh, especially once we saw the list, because that one percent had people, uh, I guess, up in the tizzy. They're like, oh, "What's what are those games? Is it going to be Is it going to be Destiny? Is it going to be The Last of Us? Is it going to be God of War? No, it's none of the games that you really care about. <laughs> Even like Shadow Complex. The reason why I wasn't upset about it is it was released on 360, so it's technically two generations old at that point once you get to the ps5 so i mean a game at that level it's not the biggest deal if you have if you haven't gotten to it at this point um what's up with what's up with all that but um yeah i mean hopefully did you want to bring up uh, what you had said uh one developer apparently uh tweeted out as far as the um not being on the list and possibly being available yeah so the developer of dwvr chimed in to let people know that they're working on a patch to fix the issue. Hopefully it can arrive before PS5 releases. Uh, they're also going to see if the game can be improved for that PS5 boost mode, but they need to experiment a lot first. So even with the tiny amount of games that are on this PS4 only list, it looks like that list could itself get even shorter. Yeah, which is awesome. And yeah, as I said, none of the games seem to be of significant like value. I mean, everybody's values, I guess, very personal, but I, I'm, I'm enjoying what I'm hearing here because I know everybody had their ideas of how this was going to play out and it doesn't seem to be playing out the way that they intended it to. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's keep it moving. A dub, uh, man, uh, a couple of games have gone gold. What you got there? A dub. Well, first off, we're going to lead with one of the more exciting ones. Spider-Man Miles Morales has officially gone gold. So as, you got, as you guys know, gold means that they, they, they put it on the disc. They're sending it out for print. It's getting ready to show up in your, your Amazon box. So, yeah, they're probably just working on a day one patch, fixing bugs, fixing issues, polishing a little bit. 
expected soon. The hype is real. The game is real. AMC, are you pumped? Uh, yes, I am pumped. I'm At this point, I'm not getting PlayStation 5 day one. I'm going to wait it out, and I'll get it eventually. So it's, it's one of those games that will be part of the library of all the games that I want to eventually play as I once I get that console. And yeah, I'm glad that everything is going smoothly. It makes sense, too. I mean... They kind of took their foundation of what they had built with the with the Spider Man like proper game, and they took that and added a lot to it. So I imagine that there wasn't too much that they had to fix, and it was just more of um, adding to it and uh, creating new layers to the game. And so um, it, it's kind of expected that this game would have shipped and everything would have been, I guess, on schedule. So it's nice to just get that all confirmed. Absolutely. And then we got our second game with gold. No pun, no Xbox. No, I'm just playing with you. Uh, Cyberpunk 2077 has also gone gold. So the wait is almost over. Game is on the discs. It's being printed up. No more delays, or at least there shouldn't be. AMC, how do you feel? They're in full crunch mode, so you know. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people saw this news and were like, "Oh, it's gone gold." I guess, I guess the crunch paid off. It's like, no, dude, they just started the crunch. (laughs) The crunch is for like day one patch bug fixing. Yeah, when I read the um, the response from CD Projekt Red, one of the heads uh, last week, as far as like all the crunch stuff, he had said that they just sent it in for certification. So that was indicating that the game was being sent. to in order to be to go gold uh to just get that one last check and so they got that and so now they can start printing out copies and getting ready to have it out there for you for y'all so um ready to put it in your hand yeah that whole crunch thing is now for the day one patch at this point um to make sure that the game if any last issues any last minute issues any last minute bugs can be ironed out before release so that makes sense um yeah that makes sense to a lot of us yeah, but but it doesn't make sense to some of us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you got to spell it out for some people. Yeah, apparently. So we're going to get into this week's Troll of the Week. Yeah. Troll of the Week. Troll of the Week. They're coming sideways to CD Projekt Red for getting closer to the goal line with Cyberpunk. First Troll says, I honestly don't know anyone, including myself, who was buying this. It looks shit. coming hot out the gates next troll says i'm totally serious the plot looks stupid funny thing is i don't even know the plot so how could you say it looks stupid (laughs) like i've seen a lot of like what's going on in the game but as far as like narrative i i don't know where this game is going to end up so to to act like you even have an idea of like how this game is going to play out I mean, if you can, the first user that can successfully, you know, DM us <laughs> and let us know what the plot of the game is, we'll get you a copy for yeah. free. Exactly. If anybody knew the plot, we'd be having storylines like, what is it, like The Last of Us 2, where people are like, oh, I don't like the narrative. I already know yeah. the plot to us. We, we don't have any of that going on right now, so there's no way those leaks have been out there. <laughs> and even if there were those kind of leaks, I don't think that they would amount to much because in a recent tweet from some of the cyberpunk team, they showed just a portion of the script that's going into cyberpunk. And it was just reams of paper stacks, maybe a couple feet high, extending across the entire surface of a coffee table. Uh, to my understanding, I was told that that was just for a side mission. 
and that it's just a portion of the script for the entire game. So what I'm seeing there suggests quite a lot of replay value, quite a lot of nuance, quite a lot of accounting for anything that the player might do and having a response there for the game to produce for them. So cyberpunk is might just be on another level narratively. Yeah. And that's like in line with, um, what they've been like what they said uh was in the storyline like weeks ago where they had mentioned that the main quest is going to be shorter than the witcher um just because they noticed that people didn't fully complete the the main narrative of the witcher and so i could see it wasn't because it was too long it was because i lost interest yeah uh and so i could see them saying like yeah you know what let's cut a little bit of the main story down so that people can play through the game and then we'll take that and put those resources towards making the side quests better, which makes sense that then they would have these incredible scripts going behind them as well. And not just simple fetch quest bullshit. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next show says cyberpunk looks like some kind of goofy future that is way exaggerated. You're talking about <laughs> cyberpunk game? <laughs> yeah. yeah, man, that's, that's cyberpunk. That's, that's the vision of the far future. Don't that's, be surprised when it's very similar to real life when we eventually catch up. Yeah, that's also just genre. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I doubt you're going to find any tasteful conservative cyberpunk. Yeah. Just an exaggerated- Otherwise, it would just be cyber. It wouldn't be cyberpunk. Yeah. <laughs> Next show says, this game is either going to be the second coming of Christ or No Man's Sky 2.0. There's nothing in between because too much hype. So it has potential nah. to be the greatest game of all time. They're giving that they're giving it that type of credit, or it's just gonna be a shit show. It's greatest game of all time, or just an okay game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and like even in that respect, No Man's Sky is on 3.0. So this isn't even No Man's Sky 2.0 was dope too. And the fact that I came out how many years next? Is- I think it was next, and then Beyond came after that. Yeah, No Man's Sky has been out for however long, and those same people are still playing that game. People are still buying that game. So to say if No Man's Sky wasn't that good, apparently a lot of people are investing a lot of money into that game, that enough that Hello Games just keeps updating it for, for that community. And it sure is on the tips of the tongues of a lot of people. But hey, what, what does that matter? <laughs> there's nothing in between yeah there is something in between it might just be a decent game so uh-huh. next troll says going gold is meaningless these days when was the last time you could pop a disc in and play it without having to go through a mandatory update remember red dead 2 3.3 gig day one patch update it's like um well gold isn't meaningless gold still carries a very logistical meaning which is that they've put the game on a disc and they're pressing it up gold basically suggests that there's no more delays after this point game is coming out and at this point that's a tired take uh like the game is gonna have a day one patch yeah duh. it'd be almost more surprising if you ever bought a game that didn't have a day one patch <laughs> i would be very worried if a game didn't have a day one patch yeah <laughs> because either the developer is way too full of themselves or they just don't give a shit <laughs> it's yeah. like hey, that game is what it is <laughs> we're it done is. we're on to the next thing yeah another troll says just another incoming 10 review based on the developer and not the game itself 
hopefully at the very least, it steals some Game of the Year awards from The Last of Us 2. I don't like anything of anything in the industry. <laughs> don't like none of it. They're going to give it a high score just because of whose name's on the box. And I don't and I don't want it to like it's not good. I don't like it, but I also want it to be better than another game. I don't like. Yeah. <laughs> I only want it to be somewhat good. Yeah. Meanwhile, he's like the same dude who's like asking for the next installment of whatever franchise. Like, what, why haven't we seen another one of Medievals? Why haven't yeah. we seen another Prince of Persia? Why haven't we seen... <laughs> hey, guys, it just announced Payday 3. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you, you only play one game and it's made and it has the same name every time, and yet you're going to shit on people for liking a certain developer. <laughs> yeah. Next troll says, I'm still mad about Crunch. And because of that, I refuse to buy it on day one. But instead, I'll be getting it the next day. This way, I'll show them how outraged I am. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to Twitter to continue my protest. <laughs> that that low-key trolling? Trolling yeah. everybody? <laughs> Mad political. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'll get it on day one. Eh, nobody's going to care. <laughs> so, whatever, yeah, they're definitely, like, being funny. Yeah. Next troll says, that's nice and all, but I want to pay $70 for it on next gen and have my saves not transfer. Can you do that? I want the Sony experience. Uh, Spider-Man fans. (laughs) Spider-Man fans getting upset. Next troll says, thanks, crunch time. It's like the crunch hasn't even really started yet. (laughs) Let's chill out on that. Uh, Next troll says, predict the score around six or seven. Might end up being the next Evolve, which was also hyped up to no ends before ultimately dying out long after launch. Not long after launch. Evolved. Evolve. <laughs> I mean, if you can look at Evolve and look at Cyberpunk and think that they're going to be on a similar playing field, then <laughs> you, my friend, can't talk about video games no yeah. more. <laughs> You don't have opinions. <laughs> you have no idea what you're doing, saying, or looking at. Yeah. Oh, mercy. So all these trolls, I say, I understand. The excitement for cyberpunk is absolutely palpable. It's excruciating, but it's almost here. It comes out November 19th, <laughs> coinciding with the, the worldwide launch of PS5. I think it's only doing select areas on the 12th. So you can get excited. It's going to be backward compatible on day one. And we're getting upgrades down the line to a a next-gen version. Hey, hopefully the saves still work on that. If not, it'll be a perfect reason to start all over again in that next-gen glory. AMC, any words for these trolls? Nah, they can kiss my ass. They're going to be buying Cyberpunk anyways and then complaining. So gives a shot. Can't wait. Can't Cannot wait. wait. Yeah. Um, let's, let's move on to the next topic of the week. Top topic of the week. We have the top PlayStation Store downloads of September. What you um, know about it? All right, A-Dub, I'm going to throw out a generic question, and I want to know your answer. Do you think the number one game will be new IP or long-running IP? What month? September. September. Hmm. I'm going to say long running IP. Yeah. And then you would be right. Number one for the Madden. <laughs> nah, it's, uh, Madden's already been out. This is NBA 2K21 is number one. Did that just come out? Uh, yes. Just came out. Um, number <laughs> two 
Oh. Number two. Yeah, let me let him out. Oh, yeah, I good. Uh, I'll just pause it right now. All right, we are back. So, uh, yeah, once again, NBA 2K21 at number one. Number two, Marvel's Avengers. What? Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, that was the new IP. <laughs> um so yeah people people still want basketball more than they want avengers uh so number two marvel avengers uh number three tony hawk's pro skater one and two number four madden nfl 21 if you were wondering where that was number five fall guys ultimate knockout number, yeah. s- number six call of duty modern warfare seven grand theft auto five eight minecraft nine ea sports fifa 20 10 spider-man 11 red Dead Redemption 2 ghost sushima mafia definitive edition at 13 tom clancy's rainbow six siege pj tour 20k 2k 21 kingdoms of amalur re-reckoning at 16 God oh wow yeah Dead by Daylight, Special Edition, 18, 19, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, and 20 to round it out, Jump Force. Um, just to see what? The yeah, Jump Force. Apparently <laughs> people people want, still want their Jump Force. It's coming back. Which is funny, um, just people looking at the Buying Rainbow Six Siege. Oh, that game is always selling. I don't know what they did with that game, but I, I know esports-wise, people are just all over that game. Um. To see the comparison between the U.S. and EU, it's funny. Uh, Avengers is number two on the list. Uh, in the EU, uh, it is number five on the list. <laughs> so the U.S. ate up Avengers, not so much Europe. Uh, let's see. PSVR, number one, Vader Immortal, still holding it down. And free-to-play, number one, because it went free-to-play, everybody had to get it, Rocket League. Number two, spell break, and number three, Genshin Impact. So, damn, spell break getting in them, huh? Yeah, I mean, uh, ahead it, of Genshin, which is actually pretty popular right now. Yeah, apparently, and then Rocket League, just that tried and true. People love Rocket League. Make it free. People, everybody who didn't have it, will now has it. Everybody um, who didn't want to spend money on indie trash, yeah, <laughs> don't have to spend money on indie trash. Exactly, it's kind of nice too. It's uh, just a break from the usual because normally in this category you'll see Call of Duty, Warzone, Fortnite, even Apex Legends, uh, Destiny. So yeah, these are three new games, technically not counting Rocket League, I guess. Um, but Spellbreak and Genshin Impact up on the list now. So seeing a free to play, free to play games. Uh, that that roster is just continuing to grow of games that are very playable and not just uh, vaporware or whatever. <laughs> um, we got Vapor the next chamber. topic of the week. Top topic of the week. Oh, this coming by way of Larian, uh, the makers of Divinity, Original Sin, Original mm-hmm. Sin Two, mm-hmm. and on its way, Baldur's Gate Three. So, Baldur's Gate Three is in early access. People are hopping in, playing it, having fun with it. And Larian and one of their updates, um, they added in a little note next to one of the patches. And so this is coming by way. Uh, before the fixes, let's share something you've created yourselves. In parentheses, this is your fault. Through your choices in character creation, we took the most popular choices in character creation and recreated this. We thought our analytic system wasn't working. We checked it is. <laughs> Congratulations. You've basically made the default vault dweller. 
what the hell, guys? We gave you demon eyes, horns, and even tails. We are sorely disappointed. Go crazy. We worked hard on this. <laughs> this is a comment from Larian and uh, what they've done uh, as they pulled up all the uh, the numbers with um, the different, uh, I guess, customizations, uh, assets that people have used. Uh, they put together a character and it ended up being the most generic looking character. And they realized that people are just not taking advantage of all the assets at their disposal when it comes to creating characters. Thoughts, A-Dub, what do you think? Well, just to give the people at home an idea of exactly how just boring and vanilla this character looks, uh, it looks exactly like Cal from Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, just with brown hair instead of red hair. <laughs> like, like, they're the same person. Uh, looking, I've seen a little bit of Baldur's Gate 3's characters. I mean, I've seen vampires, elves, demons, succubi, dwarves. It, so many, so much variation, just skin tones that go all over the color spectrum, eyes, horns. Didn't know they had tails. I'm looking at the screens. I'm seeing all these character creator options. And then just to see this... <laughs> Clark Kent ass character. It's like, <laughs> damn, fellas, like no originality whatsoever. That is highly disappointing, especially when people complain so hard when a game either doesn't have a character creator or doesn't have, you know, a lot of robust options for it. Yeah, and when people give other developers shit for coming out with like the most generic looking character like the community can't decide what they want they get mad at avengers for making characters that don't look like the movie people mm -hmm. they get mad at spider-man remastered for making them look too much like tom holland and not a generic peter parker but well, you said that they got mad at jedi fallen order for making a generic looking jedi mm -hmm. like and then when they get the option yeah they come up with some generic looking bullshit it's so like y'all not really killing it on the character creators either so yeah uh, what did you think about the developer calling out the community on like their their lack of usage in the character creator? I, it's a big step toward more of the kind of things that I want to see developers doing whenever the community pipes up about a particular issue, but then behaves in a completely contradictory manner. It's like, okay, you, you, we're giving you everything that you're asking for. We're giving you freedom. We're giving you choice. You can really just make this your own and you do nothing with it. <laughs> yeah, building on that point, that's a, that's a great point. Um, I mean, people are always talking about the developers needing to be more transparent. We want more transparency. And the community, if you ask them something, they like to say like, oh, we're honest, but they don't recognize how much of their outrage or reactions to thing is all feelings driven unless analytically driven and so it's nice to see that there is somewhat of a fact check it from the developer side to point out the numbers like we've seen this in the past where one with uh was the cd project red saying how many people actually went on to defeat or defeat to beat the witcher um mm -hmm. and then making adjust and that leading to adjustments in the development and then we've seen that even with backwards compatibility with how many people actually utilize backwards compatibility versus how many people think that backwards compatibility has to be a thing. Um, and so I'm, I'm always happy when developers or the platform makers, whatever, they release the actual community data to just show how, I guess, how much 
people are in on their bullshit and just caught up in their feelings when it comes to a lot of the outrage and it's not necessarily driven by anything meaningful other than just the way that they feel. <laughs> so yeah, I, I like seeing more of this. Uh, I mean, keep it coming developers. Just let us know. Um, that's why I love doing NPD all the time because you see what people talk about and saying who wants this. And then when NPD comes out and you see everybody wanted it, it's like, yeah, maybe you didn't want it, but there is clearly an entire segment within the community that was all about this game. Um, so yeah, I, as much as uh, you can to point out people on their bullshit, I think the better. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, even with Bloodborne, there was some stat like only 48% of people beat the Cleric Beast, <laughs> 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 which is the first boss that you fight in like the first hour of the game. Yeah. So, something ridiculous like that. I think uh, what Mass Effect, only 50% of people completed that. In general, only half the time people finish games overall. Yeah, so it's like all this stuff is playing a part in the decision making going on in the not only the kind of games that we're getting, but also how much content they have, how they're designed. Like if if something isn't working, or if developers are spending time and money on certain things that people aren't utilizing, then don't be surprised when it goes away. Yeah. And that's like where they, why they decide to pick and choose certain things. I know there are people who are constantly messaging developers to do, change this or fix that or add this, and then they get ignored. But then there are other things that are taking into account, and then they actually do factor those things in and end up fixing those issues. And you just, people don't realize how much of the decisions are made are data-driven and not necessarily, well, we got angry and so they reacted to us. It's like, no, like there are people who are spending money on this or there are people who are doing this. And so we're going to keep doing it because you are very much a minority and not factoring into our decision-making right now. (laughs) Yeah, We, We appreciate your input, but the moment you started sending us death threats for things that we realize don't mean anything, then we can choose to ignore you now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mercy. Do you have any oh, yeah. uh, final things, Adob? I'm looking forward to eventually playing Baldur's Gate 3 on on one of these next-gen consoles. But other than that, I am fresh out of topics, fresh out of opinions. I think we can let it go. Yes, sir, Adob. Well, this is Control Issues. See? Uh, there you go. We are controlled. Thank you. Thank you.